Welcome to A Magical Life, Health, Wealth and Weight Loss. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, Lead Practitioner at Holistic Natural Health Australia and number one best-selling author. In this podcast, I aim to give you practical tips on how to accelerate and sustain your health, increase your financial, spiritual and emotional wealth and to look at something that haunts many of us needlessly, weight loss. In some episodes, I'll have guests available to give you even more tips, but in others, the floor is yours. Drop us a line at A Magical Life Podcast on Facebook and let me know what you would like to know more about. Now, sit back and enjoy, because it is time for you to create and truly discover a magical life. Welcome back to A Magical Life. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, and today Gordon Stein again joins us. He's the author of Cashflow Cookbook. Welcome, Gordon. It's great to be here. Thank you, Magic. Now, in episode 156, we kind of touched on wealth creation and some really easy ways to create wealth. What are five easy steps to building wealth? Because I'm sure many listeners are going, well, I'm broke. I've been broke for ages. How do I do this? How do I do it without changing my life completely? So what are some really easy ways that people can get started? I think uh, generally the first place to start, because I talk about a cash flow cookbook, is this idea I call it royal a bill. And really what we're talking about is, any bill that you pay on a monthly basis, make a list of all the bills that you pay, car insurance, house insurance, property taxes, you name it, and they can all be reduced. And in the book, in Cash and Book, book I show you exactly how to reduce each and every one of those bills. And it's a total of these 60 recipes. So there's lots of examples, and some are, you know, relatively obvious. Things like car insurance and home insurance, life insurance. This can be easily shopped around, either through a licensed insurance broker, or you can do it with some of the online comparison engines in your particular geography. And as an example, if you're in the United States, I tried this with my own car insurance, and we had three vehicles and three drivers uh, in my household, and the prices raised uh, a difference of about $310 from highest to lowest. So. Something as simple as that takes about two minutes. You go online, do a, a comparison of your car insurance uh, costs. In my case, the difference was $300. A single person, one car, I would bet they'd still be able to find a difference of $100. So something like that is a really great place to start. Um, lots of other examples of these kinds of things. Magic, we can come back to those. But then once you free up some cash from Reducing one of these bills, it doesn't take yelling. There's no haggling. There's no negotiating. It's all very straightforward. Once you do that, you want to save for the savings. You want to apply that to either paying down debt, if your biggest issue is debt, or you want to increase your monthly contributions for investing. So that's the starting point. We can talk about more of these bills that we can boil down, or I can get into more of the broader tips, right? I think we can start with some more bills, if that's okay, Gordon, because many people just have these incidental expenses that add up. And I know mm-hmm. from my own experience, there's 
ways that you can shop, even just for your groceries, or you know, you can start growing your own veggies that is a lot more cost effective. So I know for me, starting to grow my own veggies, not only have I got organic produce, but by the time mm-hmm. I calculate how much water it needs, the good soil, the organic seeds to start with, it still costs me less than if I was, say, buying broccoli at the store. So what are some more tips you've got? Sure, and there's so many of these. It depends on the categories. So if you think about, uh, I group these kinds of bills into different categories. So one would be things like uh, house utilities, you know, gas bill, uh, electricity bill, uh, water bill, all those kinds of things. They can all be reduced. In that case, most of those is about conserving. So you might want to get an energy audit in your house, then local utilities often do that. You know, identify ways to reduce air that's flowing into the house. You know, set back thermostats, programmable thermostats to lower uh, your heating at night. So a lot of those kinds of things that are conserving kinds of things. That would be some examples of that. Then there's other ones that are really kind of innovative. You take advantage of uh, new technology. So, you know, one example would be um, if you take a look at, you know, people have cable TV, cable TV programs on the go. So you might have a subscription there. And if you like look at something like YouTube TV, which is typically about how to cost of a cable TV subscription, and people might be paying, you know, for a comprehensive package, $200, $220 a month. And depending on your geography, uh, you know, you can get into YouTube TV for well under half of that or even less. So that's where things have changed or evolved. There might be a smarter way of doing it. And then there's other ones that are really even sell the things that people don't think about. Great example of that, and then the most powerful ones to take a look at, is credit ratings. And people often don't know their credit score. You know, why would they need to know that? Not that interesting. It's actually very interesting. So if you learn about your credit score, it's not hard to find out your credit scores for free. So companies like Experian will provide that for people. And, you know, the scores will range. 500s up to people as high as 800. And the higher that credit score, it affects so many things. It'll affect the interest on loans. You could have a swing of 70% difference in the interest costs for somebody with a better credit rating versus a lower credit rating. It affects your home insurance costs. It affects your car insurance costs. It is often used as a screener for jobs or for renting an apartment. People look at your credit score. And there's some simple steps you can do to improve your credit score, but it can make a difference to people of thousands of dollars because it's kind of a hidden thing that people really aren't looking at. Well, there's, you know, there's another example of things that um, are worth taking a look at. Um, when you think about college, you know, if you have children heading off to college or university, there's dramatic changes you can make there in those costs by really shopping the available scholarships. There's billions of unpaid scholarships every year all around the world. And so working with the student financial aid office and there's scholarships for every possible situation that you can imagine. People who have disabilities, people who have particular skills in sports, people who've been part of Girl Scouts, you name it, there's scholarships out there. And that can, those can be savings of tens of thousands of dollars over the course of college. And there's other ones, you know, going back to college funding again, um, there's generally tax advantage savings programs that are available. And for example, in the United States, 
it's called a 529 plan with terrific tax savings as a way as you save up for your child's college. But only 20% of students head off to college with a 529 plan, even though the government is chipping in thousands of dollars of tax savings. The regulars across the board, we can get into things like foreign exchange. Uh, often people need to change their currency for a trip they'll do it at the airport. As I show in the book, if you change your currency from, let's say, U.S. dollars to euros back and forth twice, if you did that in an airport currency exchange, you might end up with about 600 of your original $1,000. If you do it at a bank, you might end up with about $850. If you do it at a discount foreign exchange firm, you'd end up with almost all of your money. So you could be taking a haircut on your money every time you change it. So these go on and on and on. We could be we could be here for hours with the ideas. In Castle Cookbook is a total of thirteen thousand dollars of monthly savings ideas. That sounds fantastic. Now, once we've looked at some of our expenses and things like that, you mentioned investing. Mm -hmm. What do people invest in? Mm -hmm. I think it's a great question. I think for most people, I think the best way to go is to work with a financial advisor because, you know, you want to make sure you have things optimized from a tax perspective. Are you properly diversified? Probably the biggest thing is that a financial advisor is going to stop you from wanting to pull your money out of the market at every turn of historical events. You know, so I think that is that People who are invested in funds themselves, they tend to earn about 2 to 3% less than the fund itself earns, which sounds impossible. And the reason for that, individual investors, something will change. You know, there's a war going on right now in the Ukraine, or there'll be an, an election with a, a new president coming in, or a new prime minister, depending on your country. Or, you know, COVID comes, or 9-11 happens, or there's a war, whatever it may be. And individual investors will panic, and they'll say, oh, oh you know, this time it really is going to be bad. I've got to pull my money out of the market. And as always happens, the market will recover, and now they're going to buy back in at an even higher price. So they'll tend to grind their way out of their own money. And for that reason, I would recommend people work with a financial advisor to get you into the right kind of conservative investments. I think... You know, investing on your own is fine if you have the discipline to stay invested. And if you're not picking up, you know, tips from your Uber driver on hot stocks, that's a good way to have a little bit of money after starting off with a lot of money. And don't Uber drivers seem to have the most interesting <laughs> tips? Well, they do. And they're fantastic. I've had some great conversations. I, I don't think it's a great source for investment advice. Definitely not. <laughs> Now, what is something that we haven't covered, Gordon, that you think the listeners really, really should know about wealth? Well, I think, you know, you're leaving the keys on this business of freeing up the bill, applying it to something useful, um, and really taking a look at, you know, is debt your issue? So if you have a lot of high interest debt, that's probably going to be a priority. If you have credit card debt at 20%, that's much like having a government bond that pays 20%. So we would all be scrambling for a tax-free government bond that paid 20%. The people are very lax about paying off their credit cards. So getting rid of that high interest debt is really pulling people backwards. 
that's typically the biggest priority. And once that's in shape, um, then I think you can shift the focus to uh, building some wealth with investing. And then, you know, like we talked about before about this idea of monitoring your weight as an analogy, understanding your wealth and monitoring that over time, I think is another really important thing to do because I think it changes your mindset. Um, we could chat a little bit about discretionary spending. So up to this point, Magic, we've been talking a lot about these recurring monthly bills and they're all different in terms of how you should treat them and how you can reduce them. Um, but the discretionary spend is really interesting as well. One of the things I recommend for people is that they actually have two checking accounts. They set up one that pays those monthly recurring bills, the cell phone bill, car insurance, house insurance, mortgages, credit lines, all those things. And a second one um, that's just used for the regular discretionary kinds of expenses, things that come up through the month dining out and all that. I think when you do that, first of all, you're a lot less likely to be overdrawn because those recurring bills tend to be fairly fixed month to month. Those keep coming out of the other account. So now you can just focus on managing, you know, groceries and dinners out and clothing and some of those sorts of things. So separating those is really important. The ones that are recurring, you're going to really work those down. On the discretionary one, I think that's where you've got to work on some habits and going and analyzing where are you spending money? You know, there's some people who just can't pass a fast food restaurant. They've got to have a treat, a snack, a lunch or whatever it is, which doesn't seem like a big thing. It's $20, $30. Maybe there's a couple of you, it's $40. But if you're doing that every day, you know, in 30 days, that's more like $1,200 a month, which starts to become material. So spotting those habits and what are the things that you want to change on the discretionary spend. That's a few more thoughts, things that people can work on. That sounds fantastic. Now, listeners, I do urge you to contact Gordon. You can find him at cashflowcookbook.com. He's also on LinkedIn at Gordon Stein, Facebook at Cashflow Cookbook. He has so much more to teach you that we really don't have time to cover in this episode. This was your episode 157. In 158, we have Leah Pinelli talking about cracking the code to overeating. Gordon, thank you for all your time with this episode. A real pleasure. Thank you so much, Patrick. It's great to be here with you. Thank you, listeners. Thank you for your time. Go forth and create your magical life. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to hear future episodes, leave a review and share this podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at A Magical Life Podcast or at Holistic Natural Health Australia. That's holistic with a W. You can find us on Instagram at Holistic Natural Health or at www.holisticnaturalhealth.com.au. That's where you'll access all sorts of articles, freebies and more.